Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Welcome back to Who's Really the Boss podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah, so all hyped up and caffeinated. I forgot to bring in my uh, Diet Dr. Pepper or Dr. Pepper Zero. I packed no snacks, no drinks, nothing. Just came to the office empty-handed, but I did. Uh, I was able to steal a Coke Zero out of the fridge from the title company. So, Title company's got good snacks. They're probably not good for you, but... They're good. There's plenty of options. It's all how you look at it. It's all how you choose. It's all how you yeah. choose. And that kind of leads me to, you know, I just got back from Michigan from a, a group retreat and there was a ton of snacks there, like good snacks too. And so they went and fully stocked the retreat center that we had the event at, spent about $3,000 at Costco and Sam's on pretty much just like like not meals, but just like snacks and drinks and all the good things. And so it was funny. Uh, you asked me something earlier today and I kind of had to bow out. So shout out to Amy and her team for uh, stocking the retreat center very well. You, yeah, that was probably like the highlight or what you spent the most time sharing about was <laughs> the food and snacks that you had while you were gone. So much so that we had an opportunity to go to the Astros game tonight. And you said, uh, I ra I'd rather not go tonight. I'd rather just get back to some healthy eating uh, for one day before I, you know, go out and celebrate. So and, yeah, and I was to... very surprised, very surprised. Yeah. I think even like healthy eating is not what, what I do. It's just planned, you know, it's just like tracked and it's uh, accounted for eating, I guess you could say. And so I've got the same meals I pretty much eat daily when, when we're in town and I just wasn't in town for four days, I had two travel days. And those are always rough, especially when you have connecting flights and are, you know, trying to make it across Chicago airport to get to your flight. So you don't, you know, not come home. So, um, but yeah, the, I love to, I love to reflect and remember and just think back to the days where you would not eat the same thing two days in a row and certainly not two meals in a row. Like if you had it for lunch, you were not eating it for dinner. And if it, you had it yesterday, you were not eating it the next day. And almost to the point of like, we've already had that once this week. We're not having that again to now you kind of sit at a predetermined breakfast, lunch, and dinner routine or a couple different meals that you have that you are your go-tos and you just, you know, repeat them over and over and over again. I love it. Yeah. I think uh, maturity or you broke me down and, you know, it's just kind of finally saw the one less decision to make in life and, it's not that important altogether. You know, it's just fuel for your body, essentially, unless it's a special occasion or, or something. It's just one of those things. So, but yeah, the getting back on track is uh, kind of what we're talking about today. And when you said that to me, it's like, ah, you know, we're coming out of the season. Probably Q3 is closing for a lot of people when, when they hear this. So hopefully, you know, 
being in kind of the fourth quarter of the year, you, if you haven't gotten the goals or your goals aren't in line of what you wanted to achieve for all of the year, you've kind of got a little bit of time left to get some things going and maybe you won't be able to hit all those goals, but just got to get back to where the the work that you do for Q4 will hopefully set your 2023 up for a successful year. And um, it's a lot easier to do that than just write the whole year off. And I think we, we've talked about that with meals and, you know, you let a bad meal turn into a bad day and a bad day turn into a bad week. So it's a lot easier to actually pause, reflect, get back on track. And so a lot of people, a lot of clients have to do that. Uh, we have to do that in our own business. And ultimately the guiding light for any business should be really their business model. What, what they've kind of held out in front to follow to kind of help guide and make decisions in their business. So I think that's what we were ultimately wanting to discuss here today. Yeah. So let's talk through some ways. <laughs> Sometimes getting off track is very sneaky and you don't even realize that it's happening. And I think, or even you don't realize to what extent it's happening or just how long you've been off track. And I think it's really easy when you're talking about um, health or nutrition that you can start, you start noticing changes and you don't notice them in the first week, but probably within a month, you start to notice like, oh, I kind of feel sluggish. My pants or my shirts maybe feel tighter. Um, maybe, maybe your face or something looks fuller in picture. So things like that, that you start to notice, maybe you just start to notice that the bag salad you buy every week goes in the trash instead of actually eating it. And so uh, after you've done that three or four times, you realize, wait, something's not right. Uh, what would that look like for a business owner? What are some things they might see or feel within their business to even realize that they've gotten off track? Yeah, uh, you kind of have to go back to the goals that you may have set, um, the pain points that you had at a previous time and that you wanted to work, you know, through and, and improve. So maybe that's cash flow. Maybe that's, you know, we have a big problem with like accounts receivable and not getting paid on time. And you look up and it's the, you're in Q4 and you've got a bunch of AR, but no cash. And like, how do you improve that? How do you either you know, move clients over to some type of retainer or have ACH or credit card information on file? How do you make collection calls? How do you not do business with those people anymore? I think those are the things to think through in a situation like that. Um, the, the world around us for the most part is having like a staffing issues, which ultimately lead to capacity. And so maybe it's not being able to hire the right people for the roles and, instead of just saying nobody out there wants to work, actually doing something about it and changing your business. So I think those are the pieces that you ultimately have to go back and reflect on. Why are you in business? Why did you start this business? How do you get back on track? Have you drifted into this place where you're currently at and it's not been intentional? You, you've kind of turned GPS off. You haven't been following a map. You just kind of ended up where you're at. How do you get back to to where you've been wanting to go. And so I think any time of year is a reset, but it's kind of scary. Like the in like Q4 almost scares some people to be like, oh crap, I, I just didn't get things achieved like I wanted to this year. And, you know, the football analogy or whatever, it's like the fourth quarter. So 
you've only got a little bit of time left to actually get the stuff done. Yeah. So I think if um, you're feeling, you know, kind of some daily frustrations or a low level stress is escalating into a higher level stress, I think it's a time to start reflecting on, okay, what is keeping you up at night? And if there are things um, that are keeping you up at night, why is that happening? I think that's probably a good indicator that you have gotten off track somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So in your recent team member spotlight, you said your best business advisory tip was having to do with uh, clearly defining your business model and then really sticking to only things that align with the values and mission of that business model. And so let's talk a little bit about what that might look like. Yeah. Um, th that goes back to like services or products that you sell in your business, uh, who you do business with. Are you intentional with a certain ideal client profile, ICP or persona? Like, have you identified somebody who is, a picture perfect of ideal customer. And so, or do you have kind of like this crop of people that you just kind of do business with? Um, that's where essentially you should weigh everything through that business model to, to make sure you are going in the right direction and setting yourself up for success. I think a lot of people in our industry, uh, I'm guilty of it as well, go and um, chase shiny new things. So we all get distracted by things in life. And instead of, we, we kind of know what we need to do. Like we, like we know the work that should be getting worked on, but then we go distract ourselves with this thing or this software or service, whatever, um, that you've kind of, that you, you want to work so bad. So you don't have to go address the thing that you really need to address. And I am super guilty of it, especially when it comes to like technology and software. Um, and that's, that's my cross to bear. Yes. You know, how I get better is, is this piece of software really going to improve? Is it part of uh, our core business model? You kind of have to go back to that core and not, not be sold something essentially. Yeah. I like how you clarified that not chasing a shiny new thing, not that you're being distracted by spending, you know, money that you've made on, on toys for yourself personally, but talking about shiny new things like, in your industry, maybe that other people are doing or things that are being um, advertised and celebrated as the next new thing, the next way to uh, improve your business or increase your revenue or whatever the dream they may be selling is um, and really paying attention to does that shiny new thing improve my improve upon the business model that I've already set up. How does it make this better um, rather than just going in a completely different direction that would distract from that? Yeah, I think I come back to um, software a lot of times in that and software is just meant to help processes in our business. And a lot of times, I'm guilty of it. Friends who own businesses and firms are guilty of it. We latch onto the software because the, we think that the software is going to be like the silver bullet and we don't want to address the problems that go along with the process. So a lot of times what happens in that case is the software just speeds up doing wrong th the wrong things. So you do wrong things faster. So instead of buying the <laughs> software, really, really dig into 
the process and get that right. And then go out and find, you know, maybe you don't need software at that point. Maybe it's just you've tweaked it enough to where you can kind of get by with your own internal tech stack that you have. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. Is there something in our business? Can we throw ourselves under the bus where we've implemented a software or thought that a software, maybe we never even pulled the trigger on implementing it, but um, went looking for software to solve a problem rather than addressing the actual problem first. Well, so I think you get a quick win from wanting to solve small pain points. And I think those are the things. So like even, uh, I don't know if I'm ready to share this yet, but like we implemented a new software that kind of combines engagement letters, ACH, credit card payments, all that good stuff. Well, we kind of maybe went into that relationship a little bit soon and we didn't know that there were like a second step for ACHs that caused pain points for clients, our team and things like that. And our old system wasn't broken. We just kind of wanted it all in one place. We thought we were improving the process, which today we are and moving forward we are, but you have to go into those, those onboardings, that implementation phase, like fully prepared and you, it, it helps, it helps to go through that and live through the pain of any onboarding or implementation because your old software process stinks. And for us, like our old process worked just fine. It was just, we kind of wanted a slick new toy to where it was all in one place. So you kind of look back halfway through that process and you're like, I want to go back to where the way it was. And you really can't, you know, because for the sake of progress, you got to keep moving forward. And now it's fine. But there are times when you're like, you second guess yourself because you don't want to finish what you started and you just want to go back to what you knew was comfortable and it wasn't first class. And so I think that's part of it. Now we've had other, we've bought software, plenty of software throughout the years and where it's only used by a small subset of our team members and doesn't get fully implemented across the board. And then you've kind of got some clients on software A and then you've got some clients on software B and you've got to train in both of those. And like, that's not, so our biggest thing now in our business is we have too many database systems that don't talk to one another. And so if I was to build a business today, you start with a truly strong CRM, you go out and build around that CRM. Uh, so, um, customer relationship manager, which has like all the data, like your customers, your previous customers, your prospects, all feeding in. And then you're able to have one centralized database for all contact information. It ties back and forth, whether it's through open API integrations through the software, or like you have to use like smaller software, like Zapier or anything like that to push information to and from it's, it's much harder to work on a flying airplane than to work on an airplane that's still on the ground. And um, that's kind of where I think a lot of people are at in their businesses. They, they don't, they don't, they don't have the luxury of landing the jet, so to speak, to actually work on the jet and then forego business. It's not flying, it's not making money, but there is some maintenance that needs to happen while it's in the air. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, we won't throw anyone else under the bus unless you've got another another example keyed up where you've seen somebody else who 
really needed to look at a process rather than a software, but oh, they man. went after the software instead. Uh, yeah. I'll throw plenty of friends under the bus. I won't say names, but like there's somebody that comes to mind and I've used his example plenty of times. And, um, you know, as, as we all hold more meetings virtually and over video and, uh, there are softwares out there now that transcribe what, what you speak over that video or call. And they actually break it down into outline format and you can keyword search it, search it. You can use API to go search things across multiple conversations. Um, he made a decision. He pulled a trigger on a piece of software that does that, uh, a note taker software. And it was $5,000 a year, which I think some of that software is kind of free and built into Zoom and Teams. And even that seems like very expensive, like $5,000. And then you know, kind of talking to him about it. It was like, he was second guessing it. And I'm sure he's listening to this podcast. So I just kind of like, I'm looking to catch up with him to see if he actually is moving forward with that software, made the, made the choice to abandon it. So, you know, it's one of those things like try to do as much research as possible. I have other friends that they, they agree to buy a software and then they don't implement it because they don't feel comfortable yet about that software. But I think we need to do better about learning as much as we can, like in the sales process before we actually buy the software and then try to implement it. But, you know, we all get, we all get sold. And so it's one of those like scarcity, um, like whether the, the deal is going away or a price increase is about to happen. It's just, it's okay to delay the decision. You're in the driver's seat. It's your money and work on the process. If it's not broke, don't fix it yet. And I think that's kind of even where we're at on some of the software in our firm. That's like in a server based environment, we're not looking to move one or two programs to an unproven like software. That's just cloud based. We'll just wait another year or two until the one that we want is fully operational. And so those are the pieces to kind of keep in mind. And it, right now, you know, it's not just me that's impacted by these decisions. It's it's the rest of the 20 people that work in that software on a daily basis. I'm just the guy who pays for it now. So it, it's one of those, like, I have to come from their, it's their frustration that will ultimately lead to turnover or um, lack of confidence or, you know, more, pro more time and projects than necessary. And I, am I really willing to do that at this point or do I just keep things the way they are, even though that's not sexy. Yeah. So went through kind of a consideration there of, you know, really not veering off and chasing shiny new things. So an example of softwares that, you know, could solve all the problems and be the silver bullet, but what are some other either ways that people may be getting off track and how do they get back to where they want to be? What are some other tips and tricks? I think the main thing is you ask for accountability. Like that's one of, uh, you know, you kind of actually have a relationship with somebody or with some bodies like a group setting and you feel comfortable enough in that setting to admit your shortcomings or where you need help. And then you actually ask people, Hey, hold me accountable to this. So it's like, I'm actually, I'm going to budget for the first time next year. And so like, if I've only got a hundred thousand dollars to spend on software costs for the whole year, how do I make the best decisions in my business to actually make sure that I'm following through with the goal I set? And that goal is in line with like 
the, the business purpose, like the business exists to make me money as an owner or to provide jobs or to serve clients. It doesn't exist to go buy new software. You know, as much as a software vendor would love for that to be the reason why our businesses exist, like that is not it. And so I think those are the things like accountability is huge, especially in like the circles that we run in with really like great friends and great like people that we've got in our circles. If you don't have a circle of people, like you can pay for accountability, right? You can, you can go out and get a coach. You can go out and like join some type of organization and actually pay for it. And that has to be done with care, but still I, it will, it will take you so much further than what you could kind of do on your own if you're not self-disciplined. Yeah. I think just to note there, there's so much value in having those, um, goals written down so that you don't convince yourself that that wasn't really the plan so that it's real objective uh, that somebody who's an outsider looking in can hold you accountable to something. If you don't have it clearly defined or written out, documented, that's going to be much harder um, to stay on track because it's not really, it's not defined anywhere to follow. You don't have anything that you're following. You don't have anything that's guiding you. I think the other thing to mention just that I thought about when you said the business doesn't exist for, um, as we approach the end of the year, I think it's also probably outside of the accounting space, but for business owners to remember the business doesn't exist to get you tax deductions most of the time. Like that is not the purpose of the business. So buying things for solely that purpose, um, that should not be the number one driver of spending dollars. Yeah, I think that's a great point. It kind of goes back to that shiny new things, you know, the the software or the equipment. So for so many of our clients that are in the dental or medical space, they get, you know, their favorite equipment vendor comes through the door one day and promises them a great depreciation to benefit uh, before the end of the year. They're going to save 37 cents on the dollar you know, PS, you still have to spend the dollar to get the 37 cents. So the way that math works is you're out 63. So hopefully it is something that you truly do need and something that will actually increase your efficiency, your service offerings, your revenue and all of that. It's easy. Like if you were to say, okay, can this piece of equipment or these supplies or this piece of inventory, is this part of my bigger business model? Like, I don't exist to buy new equipment. I don't exist to buy more inventory. Like, can you increase revenue? Can you increase your impact with customers or your team by making that purchase? It is not about tax savings. And so I think that's a lot of times what people like, they just get lazy before the end of the year. And then they default to that as far as like their only tax savings opportunity. But that's probably because they haven't spoken with an advisor or they don't know where to go for proper tax advice and they just rely on the internet or their golf buddy or whoever else they may get occasional, uh, you know, business wisdom from, if you want to call it that. And that's a, that's a great point because most people, they, they go into business with great intention and they, they set the world out of fire. And then they, like we said earlier, drift or they just kind of go into this day-to-day -day operation and let business happen to them. And so how do they get back to where it's 
you know, that whatever, whatever business plan they wrote, if they had to for a banker, or for uh, some type of, you know, exercise of some type to get funding, or maybe just their spouse made them write a business plan, which probably isn't <laughs> a bad idea. Um, how do they get back to those basics? And just, especially in an economy like we're in today, where maybe decisions need to be made with even more care than ever before, really start to question, you know, will this dollar, will this decision go back to the the reason why I chose to to go into business in the first place? Yeah, that's really good. So what, what other, um, I guess, what other advice would you have for people who are feeling those frustrations or a little sense of overwhelm um, just from maybe it's just not having that business model even defined. Uh, Maybe it's, maybe it's not that they veered off, but maybe it just never was clearly defined. So I think if you're, if you're off track, if you're, let's the the driving analogy, if you're, if you're driving, you have to stop. Like you just have to, you, you may be going further off course than, you know, so in your business, it's no different. So if you're, continuing to operate day to day and have no plan in place, have no guiding light to get you where you thought you were going, it's probably best just to stop. And even in that airplane analogy, sometimes it makes sense to land the plane. And maybe there's a season of your business, like for most accountants, they're getting through the deadline season and they can actually take some time off to rest and really think about their future and what they want their next year or their next few months to look like. And that's a great opportunity to say, okay, it's not as busy. I can really be intentional, get some thoughts out on paper, you know, and just kind of get back to, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Is this kind of checking the box for me? If you want to go that big, maybe it's just like, was 2022? Like, is it a success at this point? What can we do different to end the year out? Well, what can we do different in 2023 and start to really dream big about the next year. And um, those are the decisions. Yeah, it sucks to, you know, even if you've got like a storefront, like close the door one day, like the lost business from that you know, it's an investment. So how do you get the biggest return on that investment? So if you lost $200 in sales that day, but you're able to go change the game for yourself and make tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars, I take that return any day of the week. And so sometimes it's just getting really quiet. You know, as we've said before, change of place, change of pace and actually coming back recharged, ready to implement and go from there. And I think even in that quiet time, you have to be intentional, go into it with, with, you know, dedicated, like, Hey, what do I want to achieve whenever I get out of here? Um, And it's best to let somebody else know, that you're going um, one, so they can go find you if you don't come back, and then two, so they can help hold you accountable to what you've kind of thought through and landed on. Yeah. So as we are maybe approaching the end of the year, and certain industries will um, see a little bit of a slowdown potentially, I think it's important that business owners maybe you unplug from clients or customers for a a short time. Maybe you unplug from production for a short time, but don't unplug from 
uh, thinking about your business and planning for the upcoming year or for the rest of the year. And don't unplug from your team and, you know, bringing them alongside you to help hold you accountable or help implement the new um, direction or even just getting back on track and helping people to clearly see the mission and direction that you're headed. Yeah, I think if you've got if you've got people around you, the worst thing you can do is keep all this internal, uh, you know, put it all on yourself. They are on the bus for a reason. They are there to, sh to help you. Two brains are better than one. So if you've got more than one person on your team, sharing that with with them, um, you, you can be as vulnerable or as intimate as you want to be. They probably would be, you know, ecstatic to help 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 you plan out their future, which they're a part of in that business. And so I think there's a, a also accountability piece that could be there without sharing too much. Obviously, if you have other advisors in your life or coaches, that's why they're on, on the bus or on the journey with you. So you just have to be aware of going, going in the wrong direction is no, no good for anybody. So, you know, I think, I think that's the main thing in, in kind of getting back to that map that you set out and not, not getting burned out, not getting too off track. And those are some simple ways. I think they haven't cost a lot as far as I'm concerned. I think you're probably already paying people or you're probably already have people in your life that would love to help you do that. And then maybe just the lost revenue of a day or two to kind of go and think about the business um, and come back recharged. Yeah. So really looking at where are some places that you're feeling maybe some frustration or exhaustion, um, looking at what direction do you want to go or what goals did you originally set out on? And then, you know, going, going back, doing, taking whatever steps it is, however small they might be, to get back in that direction and likely taking um, accountability with you on that journey is going to get you there faster and probably for a longer amount of time. Yeah. And I hope, you know, that it's everyone's strongest Q4 yet. And that's where starting it off with a bang, closing the year out well, you know, high-fiving, giving everybody the, the best quarter they possibly can just to move on to the next year and all the promise that it brings for 2023. Yeah. Any, any other final thoughts before we go? No, I think if, uh, if you just come, you don't know where to start. If you feel completely lost, reach out to us. Like we're happy to help in any way possible. Um, even if we're not a right fit for whatever the situation is, we know plenty of people and we would love to help maybe get you back on track and, uh, definitely don't want too many people out there to be lost, um, in whatever aspect of business or life that's going on. So Absolutely. Well, great talking with you today. Yep. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.